When it is bad, it is very, very bad. Now all I can see is chaos and confusion. The girl needs help. Mother may have other opinions of what looks best, but of course, mother has old-fashioned ideas. She has high standards for herself, and if she falls below them... I hardly know how to begin. It was the most horrible, horrible, horrible... It is a dangerous and complicated job. Please sit down a minute. Welcome back to Horrible Housekeeping. I'm Alexa and I just wanted to begin here saying sorry for that noise in last week's podcast. I have no idea what that was. Uh, I recorded with Rachel a few days later and we had to stop the recording just to make sure that my mic wasn't giving out and making more noise and as far as we know it's not so it must have just been my mic connection or I have no idea no idea so I'm hoping it's not going to do that this episode I will pause it like nine minutes in and see if it starts again uh if it does I'll be getting a new mic and that's okay because I've had my eyes on a mic for a year now (laughs) but I've had this mic and so I wasn't going to invest in something I already had just because it looked pretty so If my mic breaks, it just won't be the end of the world. But uh, anyway, I am recording this episode early. Usually I record on Thursday, but today is Tuesday. The episode is still going to come out on Friday. You guys don't know any of this, so I don't even know why I'm explaining it. But my in-laws are going to be in town, so I just wanted to get all this done so I could hang out with them and give them all my time. And so I'm just trying to rework my schedule. But uh, that brings me to, yeah, my birthday was yesterday, and it was kind of interesting. Usually, I can just ignore my birthday. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm just not big on celebrating my birthday unless it's like a milestone birthday. So, like 16, I had a birthday party, and 21, I had a birthday party. But like all the other in-betweens, I'm just like, eh. And I think after 21, I was just kind of like okay, whatever. And now I'm just waiting for like the 30th because I told my husband I want a surprise party for my 30th. Is it really a surprise party though if I ask him for it? So <laughs> so I think like for this birthday, it was kind of, I had a church members, church family greeting me and telling me happy birthday the day before. Like, I know I'm early, but I just wanted to say it in person. And that was super sweet. And so I think I just couldn't ignore it this year. So I made a post and how I changed and, and it's so true. Just people change. And I know sometimes I'm not a believer in change. Um, I really do believe that real solid change comes from God. So if you're not walking with God, the change that you're making is more of just habits, like (laughs) habitual changes, but is your heart changing, you know? And I believe that God's the only one that can really change your heart and change a person. So it's really fun to see just what I was 10 years ago, like just thinking back, 19 years old in college, and 
I was saved, but I wasn't, I wasn't living right. I wasn't living how I was supposed to be living. My heart was not in the right spot. And now just being a mom and like all the changes over the last 10 years and where God has me now, it's really interesting and just how, yeah, how much I've changed. And, um, do I feel 29 though? I mean, I really still always say I feel 18 and that's never going to change. I guess my body, like <laughs> my husband laughed at me because he said, what was that sound? Cause we were, I was, I was kneeling down and my, my knee popped and he's like, why are your knees popping? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That happens sometimes, you know? So with old age, my body is starting to fall apart. But I still feel in my mind that I'm young. And I think I'm starting to just realize that with my parents. I'm like, wow, you guys are getting really old. <laughs> but they're like, well, we don't feel old. I mean, our bodies feel old, but our minds are still young. And so it's just interesting that I'm starting to realize that. I mean, I know all you guys are laughing at me like, oh, you young whippersnapper. You know? <laughs> but anyway, as all this as I'm going through all this, all this change, all this just perspective, I was cleaning the house yesterday and I didn't want to listen to, because sometimes I just listen to true crime. You know, I'm really into like who murdered who and so we can be more aware. I don't know. It just intrigues me, okay? But I don't know. I've been feeling... I've been feeling more convicted to just edify my mind. So listening to sermons or listening to just edifying things um, instead of just nonsense, right? So I have been listening to Jenna Kutcher's Gold, um, Gold Digger podcast, and that's been really interesting. It's just been pumping me up for life. Like, I don't know. I just, I get, I already have a lot on my plate. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration from things, but I don't put things into action. And so this podcast is talking about how you can be active about marketing yourself and being a businesswoman and owning what you want to do. And I love that podcast. So if you haven't already listened to that podcast, go for it. So, but yesterday when I started cleaning, I was like, you know, I've been listening to Jenna Kutcher nonstop. Let me, let me try something new. So on my list was the She Podcast. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm going to listen to the She Podcast today. And so I open up the She Podcast, the first episode. And I'm just like, yeah, let's, let's listen to this. And I felt like she was talking to me about me. And it was about how she just was directionless. She had so many passions. She was good at so many different things, but not one thing was she putting her 100% into, and she didn't really know exactly what she wanted to do with her life. And, and so it took her a long, long time to get to where she was, and now she's very successful in life. And so while I was listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so me right now. I have photography. I have a podcast. I have a blog. I have all these things that, and then God's saying, slow down, Alexa. Like you need to figure out what you want to do. Cause I, I even write books and I don't know how many people know that, but 
behind the scenes, I'm writing too. I just love writing. and I've always loved writing. So I just have so many, like I said in the last episode, so many hands in the cookie jar. And yet I would love direction. I would love just a little slap in my face and be like, okay, Alexa, drop this, 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 and this. This is what you're supposed to be doing. If you stick to this, this is what you're going to become successful in. And, you know, and what is success really, you know? But go for what you love doing, you know? And it's so hard because I'm like, well, I feel like I love everything. I'm okay at everything. And so I'm just like doing this and doing that. And so while she was talking, she's like, okay, so I'm launching my new course. Of course, it's a course, right? And I know, and I'm like, oh man, it's this course. <laughs> now I have to pay for something. And I've never paid for a course in my life because I'm like, I would rather just Google it, <laughs> right? And it was so funny when I was listening to the Jenna Kutcher podcast, she talked about how someone had said that, like in her presence. Oh, well, can I just Google that? And she kind of was like, well, sure, you could, but have you? And have you spent the time doing it? And it's so true. The last couple years when I started different business ventures at home, you know, as a stay-at-home mom, just having some business ventures on the side, have I really Googled any of that? No, you know? So sometimes you have to put your money where your mouth is and be like, okay, these people have are successful. They've already taken the, the time and they have experience. And now they're going to teach me something that I don't have to waste my time on. And then I can invest, I, you know, and then I can jump in, right? So while, so with all of that, you know, I'm listening to She Podcast and she started talking about how she has this, she's launched a new course and it's the cheapest it will ever be, right? I know they always get you there. It was priced at $1,000 and the launch price is $200 and it's called Own It Academy, okay? And so basically she talked about how this was about finding direction, finding what you what you need to do what your real passion is finding out what you you're doing in life and then going for it and then she you know she finishes up the course with how to market and properly and how you know just all the little details of starting your own business and branding yourself right and so yeah I went back and forth all day because I was like oh man like (laughs) She got me because how she's talking, that's me. I cannot decide and I have all my hands in the cookie jar and I can't just buckle down on one thing. And even my husband said the yesterday, he was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys, you know, this is, this is me. Someone invited me to another Bible study and I was like, yeah, for sure. I have that book. I'm going to start reading that book with you. And my husband's like, you already go to a Bible study. Why are you going to another Bible study? <laughs> I'm like, well, why not? So I'm just this busybody, right? But if I were, if I, and, and then I think about it, if I were a busybody in just one thing, I had that direction and I had someone tell me, yep, Alexa, that's what you're supposed to do right now in this season of life. And I put all my busybody self into that one thing. I believe it could be, a lot more successful than me trying to balance five different things. 
So, and I think that's what frustrates my husband too. You know, when we're talking, he's like, yeah, Alex, you're good at this, 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 and that, but what do you want to do? I feel like it's that notebook scene, right? What do you want? (laughs) And I'm just Allie over here going, I don't know. (laughs) If you guys don't know that scene, you need to watch the notebook. Sorry, I can't help you. So, yeah, so I bought the course. I was like, it's 200 bucks. I'm, I'm investing in myself. And if this is the only course I ever purchase for my business ever, I'll be okay with it. And I'm ready to succeed at something. You know, I, I feel like I'm failing myself in all these different areas. If podcasting is what I'm supposed to do, then I need to make sure my 100% attention and heart is into podcasting and I'm marketing properly to where people are actually seeing this podcast. I'm not just talking to myself, right? So I invested and hopefully I'm going to be learning so much more in that class, but I'll move on to my housekeeping tip. I just wanted to let you guys know what I was up to. So my housekeeping tip for today is going to be something that someone actually messaged me. Her name's Andrea. She said she was listening to the podcast. She messaged me and she's like, you were talking greenwashing last week, loved it, but you didn't mention Norwex, (laughs) okay? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, girl, I totally forgot about that just because I've had Norwex for years. And so sometimes those staples, I don't even think about because they're not, it's like, yeah, instead of regular washcloths, I've been using Norwex for, like I said, years. So If you don't know what Norwex is, please look into them. Basically, it takes out cleaning products when you're wiping down counters. And what I will be doing is there's a whole science to it, okay? There's a whole science to Norwex and how it picks up bacteria and how it gets rid of bacteria just with it being like a microfiber type of cloth. And they they, don't just go buy the cheapos at Target, okay? these the actual Norwex I believe in them and they're just so sturdy they're gonna last forever so spend the extra money get the actual brand product for this you won't regret it and uh, yeah the science behind it is just how it picks up bacteria better than just cleaning product and you know paper towels and uh, it's just amazing that it's just so simple And so I will be using my Norwex cloths on my walls because everybody that has kids knows walls get really really dirty and in my camper it is all white walls and basically it kind of has like a gray shade to my white walls it's my 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 kids art on the walls okay (laughs) from just their dirty feet and their because yeah they climb on my walls too they think it's really cool that they can do you know they can hang themselves on my wall I I don't know So yeah, I'm looking at my walls right now, and that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Norwex, I'm cleaning my walls. I know Rachel said in our minimalist episode at at Moms Out Loud, she cleans her baseboards. And so don't forget your baseboards. And that's just a little reminder of what you can look up to get rid of more cleaning products, Norwex, and what you should be cleaning with it, your walls, your baseboards. I hope that's good enough for you guys this week. And I loved how I I was at Bible study last night and my friend said, oh, I make lists. You know, Alexa's all about those lists. So she's listening. I love it. 
Yeah, so make sure that you're working on something on your list. If you don't have clean your walls on your list, check. I had a friend that said she <laughs> that she never had to clean her walls, that they stay clean. And I'm like, okay, girl, well, good for you. Because <laughs> I have to clean my walls all the time. And actually, some of these walls... I am going to have to just paint over because it's disgusting and sometimes you just can't get the grime off. So yeah, I know, I know I'm not the only one. I have a, a few friends that they're just always touching up their paints. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's just life. It's life. Just constant, constant. But what I have been encouraged over this week and well, encouraged and challenged over this week is in Proverbs 31:27. All right, so Proverbs 31:27 says, "She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness." And so in my Bible study, I know I've been talking I talk about it a lot, but until it's done, uh, that's going to be at the forefront of my mind because it's really challenging and convicting me while we're going through. And God says as women, we are a man's helper. Okay, in the house. And so whatever that may look like for you, it doesn't mean that you have to homeschool. You have to be a stay-at-home mom or anything like that. You can't work outside the house. That's not what that means. It's just make sure that you're not being idle and that you're looking well to the ways of your house. So just however you can work that into your, into your schedule, think about it. Think about the different ways because I know sometimes... My husband does get frustrated when he sees me sitting down. He says, he, this is what he says to me. He says, you're sitting down on the job, right? <laughs> and I look at him with a little, what, what word do I want to use? Uh, mm, annoyance, right? I'm going to say annoyance. A little annoyance in my eyes. I'm like, okay, mama can have a break, you know, for a few minutes. But when that turns into, okay, I'm sitting down and watching TV, when there's a hundred other things to get done, then I'm being idle and I'm being wasteful with my time and I'm not watching over my household. So, so that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged in. I am a busybody. I do love lists. I do, you know, stay on my feet almost all day. I have a lot going on, but I know there's areas in my life that I can be more productive. And again, that's what I'm working on. That's why I invested in the Own It Academy. I just want to make sure that everything that I'm doing in my life, I'm doing it with purpose and I'm not being idle and I'm not, because even, even all my busy work becomes, and in my brain, when I was reading this, I was like, even though I'm busy, Sometimes it is this idle work because it's not going towards anything. And so I really felt convicted on on that and that I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing my household, my kids, and that everything else is just secondary, but then making sure that I'm not being idle in my life. So, so I've been challenged by that this week. And I think that that's why I don't feel too, too bad about <laughs> committing to Bible studies because I'm like, that's just good for the soul. But I see what my husband was saying that, okay, Alexa, you need to chill. You know, you can't say yes to everything and 
and uh, you can't be a people pleaser to everybody. And I don't know. And I go back and forth on if I'm being a people pleaser or if I'm if I really just fool myself in thinking that I can do it all and I really can't do it all. There's not enough time in my day to do it all, and I end up getting frustrated. And so, yeah, all of this I go round and around in circles. But just, I'm just challenging you to just accept your role as a mother, if you are a mother, accept your role as housekeeper, accept your role as wife, accept the role that God has given you in your life and go 100% towards that and always be looking at different ways that you can better yourself and in every situation, be making sure that you're not doing nothing. And I loved how she brought up in A Woman After God's Own Heart, Elizabeth brought up how when they had the TV on, they were always doing something else. So it was never like they were ever, unless it was like a family movie time. I think that's what she had stated in there. But unless it was a set aside time, usually when the TV was on, it was just background noise. Now, I didn't grow up that way. We would sit down in front of the TV eating snacks all day long, you know. It was never like it was never focused to be background noise. And I think TV is the biggest time waster. So just be conscious of that. If you're watching TV all day, maybe busy yourself with something else while you're watching it. You know, it's, it's hard to do. And that's why I said I love podcasts for that reason, because I feel like my attention isn't being drawn elsewhere. But if you're a big TV watcher, then just think of things that you can do while you're watching TV. And I and I love that because then you're not being idle. You can still enjoy TV while not being idle. So just think of little things like that. And I hope, you know, I hope just baby step your way to a better, healthier, more productive life. And uh, guaranteed, you're going to sleep better. Guaranteed, you're going to feel better. Because at first, when I started busying myself like, I felt like there was Proverbs 31 woman. Oh my goodness, that's a lot on my shoulders, you know. I, I can't do that. But the minute I started praying about it and going for that goal and, and being like, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I, God gives you the strength and the energy and then gives you restful sleep afterwards and you can wake up and do it all again. It's not impossible. And yeah, I, I just encourage you to try it out. You know, try it out. And I, and I feel like, too, you know, the more and more you sit down, the less you're up and being active, the more your body's used to just sitting down. So it's going to be tired. It might be sore the first couple days. You, you're you like, okay, I'm going to be up. I'm not going to sit down today. We're going to do this thing. Sure, the first couple days might be hard, but I encourage you, if you continue and continue just staying busy for the Lord, it's all going to work out. So next week, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be talking about next week. I'm going to be talking about Halloween next week. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. I did want to research more into it. So I was giving you guys all the the nitty gritty details. Um, I have my opinions about things, but I just want to make sure that I'm putting putting things out there that are edifying and, and true, right? So stay tuned for that this week. I wanted to talk about something that is just near and dear to my heart. So I wanted to talk about homeschooling. I wanted to start that conversation with you guys. I have so many moms when I'm talking to them, they say, you know, it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing or I wouldn't, I wouldn't do good at it. And 
I looked at a friend last night and I was like, girl, do not sell yourself short. I know it's not for everybody. I know that. I know it's not for everybody. I'm not like this homeschooling salesperson, okay? But I really believe that every mother is capable of doing it. And if you felt convicted to do it or if you felt like, oh, maybe maybe that's something I should do. If something comes up, say your, your kid's being bullied at school or say they're falling behind in grades or say uh, you're moving a lot and they keep having to move schools, any number of things. Don't ever sell your short as a mother saying, oh, well, that's only for these super women, They're these super women's, you know, I'm definitely not a super woman. I'm not perfect. There's nothing in me that if you followed me around all day that you would go, wow, Alexa is just amazing. <laughs> I guarantee you that is not the case. Um, I, I know some people say, oh, well, you have more patience than me. And I'm just like, have you met me? <laughs> I know you've met me out in public and God has given me the wisdom to, to have a presence out in public that is calming because I'm not going to stir up drama I'm not going to be gossiping. I'm not going to be doing this and that. You know, I'm going to be there for what God has for me. I'm going to sit here and listen and be that person out in public. But in private, you know, that's always different. You're always a different person in private. I mean, I hope it's not drastic, drastic. But there are times when, you know, patience isn't really my strong suit when it comes to my husband and my children. Sometimes we have very, very challenging days. It's not perfect. I don't continue homeschooling because it's easy. That's definitely not the case. Um, Eric is a very challenging first pupil. Okay, <laughs> let's just say that. Um, so, so there's nothing special about my situation. I just know that I want my child to be who he's supposed to be. And let me explain this a little bit. We don't traditionally school. Sure, we, we teach the, the same things like letters, numbers, all of that good stuff. But we do it in a, di a very untraditional way. And we do it that way because we believe that learning is supposed to be fun and joyful. And learning isn't supposed to be a headache. Learning isn't supposed to be learning isn't supposed to be something that you're doing just because everyone else is doing it and you're learning the same exact thing as everyone else at the same exact speed as everybody else. And even if you want to move ahead, you you can't, you have to wait for the class or if you're falling behind, you know, you have a hard time getting one-on-one -on -one attention, all that stuff. We just that's confusing. That's confusing. And I, and I remember just, I had, I have a background with, um, public school with the public school system. I have a history with public school system. I went to public school until I was in sixth grade. I want to say sixth grade. And then when my dad married my stepmom, she homeschooled us. So from junior high, uh, through high school, I was homeschooled, and then I went to a Christian university for college. And so, with all of that, and just coming from all of that, I'm I am educated, but I've been educated different ways. And looking back, what do I remember from schooling? 
and I want to say the things that I remember most things I remember most in my elementary school years was when my mom would sit me down after school go through my homework with me and she would even give me extra homework she made sure that I was learning everything plus some and so those are the times that I remember just at being challenged and memorizing things that even my teacher didn't expect from me. And I was never an honor student. Uh, I really didn't like school. But I remember the things that I did remember and the things that I did cherish were those times with my mom. And I remember back and those are the only things that I really take away from elementary school. I mean, I can't say only. I had great, great teachers in certain grades. Uh, when they would take the time out of their day, like out of recess time and sit down with me and be like, Alexa, you're not learning this. I had two different teachers that would do that with me throughout the years that would just sit, sit me down instead of writing a note to my mom would sit me down during recess time and really take that extra extra time with me. But again, there wasn't a lot of freedom in teaching me in a different way. You know, I really believe that traditional schooling isn't the way that I learn best. But the, in, in a government school, you don't have the freedom to, to branch out that way. So when we were homeschooling, we kind of did the same traditional kind of schooling. We went through a whole curriculum. I went to, to like an accredited homeschooling school in high school where we went twice a week. And I had classmates and I had 16 in my graduating class. <laughs> um, but it gave me kind of more of like a structure and I just remember I just did it so I wouldn't get in trouble. And then the the minute that that class was over, I would brain dump everything. I I didn't even care. I couldn't tell you one thing that I actually learned in high school because all the basics I feel like I learned in elementary school and in high school. I had a lot of fun in drama class. So I was really into plays and all of that and being in front of people. I loved my comp class like. I loved things like that and I put my all into that and I think I learned and growed in that area. I also wrote for my school paper and so I grew in that area because I enjoyed it and I want to say everything else. I did four years of Spanish. No, nope, <laughs> like brain dump. Um, even when I went to college, I want to say two and a half of those years brain dumped because they were repeat of high school and I was like, what is this? And then finally, when I got to my specialty psychology classes, because I wanted to major in psychology, I wanted to be a marriage and family therapist. All of those classes I ate up because I was enjoying learning. I was enjoying it and I was just eating it up. So when I go and I think, okay, how am I going to homeschool my kids? So they don't just brain dump things. They're not just learning things to take a test but they're enjoying it and they're going to they're going to remember it forever and they're going to they're going to think about I want to do school today because it's fun because we don't even we even do school on the weekends you know we never do like holidays like normal families either it's just more of like oh let's get the book out you know what do you want to learn today and then my kids ask me questions and then we we study these different things and usually ends into like today I'll go back. I sat down at the breakfast table with my kids and I was like, what do you guys want to learn today? And these are the questions that they came up with. What animals eat flowers? And how do flowers grow? <laughs> okay, so they had flowers in their brain because I got a lot of flowers for my birthday yesterday. 
So the flowers were in the middle of the table. And so that's what came to mind while they were eating their breakfast. They were like, these are the things that we want to know. So of course, how can I make a lesson? So first we do Bible after that, then we dive in. So how can I make all of these different things actually school? Like what do you, you guys want to learn about these basic, basic things? We, we did science. We actually Googled and figured out and drew pictures and did all these, like basically a small unit study on how flowers grow. We dove really far into that. And then what animals eat flowers? We Googled that and we talked about this animal and we looked up the picture and we talked about that animal and we looked up the picture and, and we got really into it. And they had fun. And I guarantee you, if I asked them right now, hey, what did you guys learn this morning? What, which animals actually eat flowers? They'd be able to tell me. And so that's what I want out of homeschooling. I want to make sure too that while they're growing, they know that they can look things up and it's like, it's okay not to know everything and it's okay to look things up. And that's how we learn as adults. It's like, if we don't know something, oh, we can look it up. Yeah, even if we didn't have Google, okay, there's an encyclopedia and my kids are going to learn how to read an encyclopedia and a dictionary and all that good stuff. Um, But just preparing them for real life, you know, if I had just given them, okay, in the textbook, we're going to read about these animals and then we're going to read about the flowers. I remember learning about flowers in school and like photosynthesis and all that. And I want to tell you, we did not learn it properly because I'm like, what? (laughs) So, I mean, you might be thinking, oh, well, Alexa's just an idiot. But I guarantee you, most people that I talk to are like, yeah, we do. We just brain dumb stuff. And so when I think of homeschooling, I just, I want to challenge my kids. I want to challenge my kids that they can be in the real world. They're learning skills and they're not just learning information that they're going to forget the information that they're learning they're going to remember they're going to learn how to find that information and that there's a reason why they're learning this information not just for tests although I do believe tests can be important at this age that my kids are at The age that my kids are at, it, it's just a fun time, you know? There's so many different fun things that we can do for homeschooling and for learning at this time. And I, I really, I don't know, schools nowadays, what they're expecting from our kids, it's like, man, just let them be kids, you know? How, how long are we really kids before we start feeling embarrassed over things and self-conscious over things, right? I mean, how long is our childhood really? And why are we stealing that from our kids? Yes, they can do all these things. Yes, they're very smart. But should we? Should we be pushing them that way? And could it be a reason why we have so many anxious kids that we're expecting so much out of them at such a young age and for what please tell me for what and if it's to succeed in life faster than everybody else please don't be that be a goal like what is success like i said earlier what is success you know what what do we want from our kids and what are our goals for them in life you know and that's what i'm looking at in homeschooling right now i know my hope is once we reach high school that will be a little bit more structure. I mean, not structured. Structure is a wrong word. 
that will be a, maybe a little on the path more a little bit traditional and so we can do dual enrollment with them and dual enrollment is where you're getting college credit and when you graduate high school you also have an AA and I I would really love that for my kids so they're just above and beyond you know where they need to be at 18 and ready to leave the house and and you know and they're all prepared for life um, but even if it doesn't happen that way, I mean, what are our goals for our kids and the, the goals that we set? Why? You know, why is it that way? I have a lot of parents that say, oh, well, we want our kids to be honor students. Why? Please tell me why. And, and everyone, everyone's going to have different reasons. Everybody's school is, schooling is going to look different. Even homeschooling, everyone does homeschooling different. And isn't that the beauty of homeschooling? You have the freedom to really do whatever you need to do that's best for your kids. And you're going to set different goals. And every family is going to have different reasons for different things on why they're doing things this way or that way. And, but isn't that the beauty of it? And isn't it the beauty of homeschooling that you're learning together as a family? And that's one of my biggest things too. Not just that we're we're raising them in a Christian household with Christian curriculum. That's one of the main reasons. But also that they're not just being sheep and, and just learning whatever whatever everybody else is learning the way that everyone else is learning it. That's another big reason. But another reason is that we're together as a family. We want to take a road trip. We can take a road trip. We're not answering to anybody. The series that I listened to, the Relaxed Homeschool series, I believe is what it's called, by Mary Hood. And she has like three different PhDs. Very smart lady. Homeschooled her kids when homeschooling was like a new thing. And she talks about how parents, mom is not a teacher. Dad is not a principal. Guess what? Mom is mom and dad is dad. And they're, and your kids in every area of your life should be looking to the mom and being like, hey, I can learn from my mom. Not because she's the teacher, but because she's mom and I trust her. And same with dad. I don't need to fear dad and just learn from dad because he's principal. No, don't degrade yourself and say, well, I need to have a title. Your title is dad and your kids should want to run to you over everything your role is such a big role as dad and so homeschooling is about family and when we think about how much time the school takes from our families it's scary it's scary how many hours a day do you really get with your with your kids when they're in school even if it's a christian school how many hours a a day of good attitude kids do you have at home that's not sleeping, (laughs) you know? And so she really dives into the fact that homeschooling backs families and homeschooling is for the family. And if we can make it work, if we feel like the reasons that we're not doing it are not good enough, then that little sacrifice that we can make to put our kids first, our kids are our first ministry, that we can learn as a family and make sure our kids are are having fun and learning to, all of us together these things I'm relearning too your family is going to be stronger for it so I say all of that not because homeschooling is the only way but I just wanted to give you a little a little eye on why I'm so sold out for homeschooling and why 
you know, when, when moms say, oh, well, you just wait. You just wait, you know, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm like, I have so many different convictions. It's not that I'm just trying to do schoolwork at home. There's so many different things that go into my decision to homeschool that I can guarantee you. And also because I have a homeschooling background, I can guarantee you I'm not going to just, you know, bend when my son gives me an attitude. Or, you know, when parents are like, well, wait until they're teenagers, you know, how are you going to deal with them with their teenagers? And I'm just like, well, I hope by then, which I know I don't have a teenager, you know, but I hope by then that if we are learning and if, if, you know, we're, we're doing what we need to do as parents and disciplining them properly and getting on the same page with them, learning with them day by day, that when they hit teenage years, yeah, sure, I was a teenager. I know how the hormones are. It's horrible. But for overall, that we can have some sort of peace, some sort of understanding that we don't hate each other, okay? And I really believe that, that a kid, when they reach teenager years, doesn't mean that they automatically hate their parents. It's just that you no longer know how to communicate with them because they're, you don't hang out with them. <laughs> so guaranteed, if you listen to your kid and you hung out with your kid once they reach teenage years, you might be able to understand them a little bit better. And, and you know, and I haven't reached those years yet. Um, I guess we'll see, right? But I won't be folding anytime soon for homeschooling. I just, and I just wanted to put that out there. It's like, there's so many different ways to look at homeschooling. It's not just this way of like, oh, well, I have to teach my kids at home because we want to shelter them. That's not really has anything to do with my decision on, you know, sheltering and socialization. That had no real input in my decision making for school. There are so many other things that went into it. I really, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. And so when moms talk to me and they're like, well, I just don't know if I can do it. I'm like, girl, you are their mother. You can do it if you want to do it. And there's always a way to do it. And like I said, everyone's homeschool looks different. So not that everyone has to do it, but don't tell yourself short. If you ever want to talk homeschooling with me, I'd love to. There's so much more that goes into homeschooling. There's different methods. There's quizzes that you could take on what method is best for your family. One of my best friends, she homeschools, and she does it so well, so much better than me because I'm a busybody. And with her, she's so in tune with her kids. She's like, my kids are it. And she has peace with that. And she knows her kids so well. They're like on the same page. It's just this beautiful thing to hear about and to watch. And I'm just like, that is amazing. I aspire to be her with homeschooling. It's like this peaceful thing. And I encourage you, you know, if if it's something that you want and you've seen someone else do do that, enjoy their kids and are around their kids all the time and want to, you know, teach them at home and all that stuff or say something else is happening in your life. I'm here. I can encourage you. I can give you resources. I can, you know, do all that. I'm still learning at this point, but I know this is just the beginning for us. And I hope it's the beginning for you guys too. If this is something that you really felt God calling you to do. And uh, let me challenge you too. The world is a scary place right now. And I know some people see it as that we have to be the light to the darkness. Yes. But as a child, sometimes we have to protect our children. 
I want to say I was talking to one of my friends in California right now and in the kindergarten class there's like four transgenders already in kindergarten and oh my gosh it just baffles me guys this is just confusing if it's something as an adult that we're dealing with that's one thing but our children are being pushed into these things too soon to even understand what's actually going on sometimes you do have to make that hard sacrifice that hard decision like hey my kid's not ready to be the light to the darkness yet because they haven't even, they don't even know the Lord yet. They're still just little sinful creatures themselves and they're hanging out with all these other people all day. We do have to be careful with that as well. Just know your surroundings. I know some school systems, they run just like a Christian private school and that's great because of your area and the demographic and all that. And that's awesome, but most most kids don't have that luxury. And I just want you to be careful just as Christian parents, knowing that homeschooling is an option for you and that sometimes it should be an option if you're dealing with, with certain things in your school. So, so just be watchful. I really think that, you know, not everyone's convicted on the same things, but making sure that you are doing what's best for your kid, doing the best for your children even if it feels like a little bit of a a sacrifice for you and your time or your career. You know, what's important is that our children learn to know God and and that's the most important thing. So what are we doing to get them there? So anyway, I hope you got some, some cleaning done today. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were challenged. I hope you learned something new. I hope you're able to cross off something else on your cleaning list today. And... If you want to continue this conversation offline, go ahead and private message me. It might take me a little while to get back to you. Sometimes those messages are hidden in Instagram or you can email me. My email is horriblehousekeepingpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I'm horriblehousekeeping on Instagram and Facebook as well. I hope to hear you guys, from you guys if you want to continue this conver- these conversations. I love hearing from you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. When it is bad, it is very, very bad. Now all I can see is chaos and confusion. The girl needs help. Mother may have other opinions of what looks best. But of course, Mother has old-fashioned ideas. She has high standards for herself. And if she falls below them... I hardly know how to begin. It was the most horrible, horrible... Dangerous and complicated job. Please sit down a minute.